Our Psalter lesson this morning comes from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 12 and 23 and 24. O Lord, you have searched me and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me to the way everlasting. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us be in the attitude of prayer. You we praise, steadfast love, for your presence never abandons us, but is at our side in all of life. There is no cobbed wet corner that is not claimed by your grace. You we praise, teller of parables. Your words challenge us in moments of doubt as well as in our times of great faith. When we run around in circles, chasing our worries and fears like a dog after its tail, you whisper hope to us. We praise you, spirit who calls to our hearts. Your voice is that gentle whisper in the world filled with angry shouts. Your joy is that refreshing shower when despair parches our souls. Your wonder opens our eyes and ears to the gifts which surround our lives. 
Awesome and almighty God, we ask you to be with the following people and situations. We pray for all of those who have just started to get their feet back under themselves in reopening, just to have their businesses reclosed again. Be with them as they grapple with how to provide for themselves and their families and their employees in this time. Be with them and let them know your presence. We pray for the schools that are going virtual this at the beginning of this school year, for the teachers who are adapting, for the students who are adjusting, for the families that are figuring out how to provide for their families and for their kids' education. Be with all of those in this situation and let them know your guiding principle and your grace. We pray for all of those impacted by COVID-19 in a variety of ways, from health situations to financial situations to social, social emotional situations. Be with everyone who needs to know your presence and help us to discern the light that you are guiding to each and every one of our pathways so that we can bring honor to you. We hold Rosemary Zimmerman in prayer as she prepares to have a valve replacement surgery tomorrow. Be with her and her doctors. Bring her to the health that she so longs to be at. We ask you to be with Barry Falk, who is recovering from surgery. We join with Paul Fay lifting up prayers for the family of Enid Stagg, who passed away Friday, July 10th. She was a beloved elementary school teacher who taught many people and shaped many lives. We mourn all of the role models who have been leaders to us, who have shaped us, and who have passed away at this time. Help us to live lives that give honor to their memories and shine the commitment to education, to justice, and to faith that they have taught us. We join with Rick Gear in lifting up prayers, or Rick and Terry Gear in lifting up prayers for their son Aaron, who has started a new assistant physical therapy position in the Lake Havasu Hospital as he works with COVID-19 patients as part of his job. We ask you to watch over Aaron, blessing him as he serves others, and watch over all of our essential workers as they are caring for those in our community. We praise you, O oh God, and give you thanks as we say the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. to your 
children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Something's gonna happen like the world has never known. When the people of the Lord get down to pray. The door's gonna swing open and the walls come a-tumbling down. When the people of the Lord get down to pray. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, Send us grace. You're gonna know it when the Lord stretches out his hand and the lesson this morning comes from Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you therefore brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
shall we make of these days of physical distancing and social disruption? Our patterns of life have been interrupted and we have been forced to look at our lives from different perspectives. If we have experienced any good in this difficult season of avoiding illness and death, of appreciating neighbors who do necessary work for us, who we didn't pay much attention to before as essential, and of being sensitized to the systemic hardness of African Americans and other people of color. It is that we have been challenged to consider what it is we do how we do it, and why we do it. We have been forced to break habits and invite and been invited to establish some, some new and better ones. These days are filled with opportunities if we care to notice, to engage, and to change. How about it? What do you think? Pastor Rachel and I have been suggesting that as we look forward and think about how life is progressing right now, the opportunity for a new normal is emerging for us. We have a choice to remake ourselves and our life stories. I just finished a book called The Guest Book by Sarah Blake which explores this very topic, how determinative the past is of our present and our future. It's a delightful book for our times, or at least it was for me in that it touched on issues that are, that are dear for me, that resonate for me. It holds the past as sacred and powerful, yes, but it extends the possibility that our present decisions can redirect the unfolding of our lives. So I will say, our futures are up for grabs. The invitation is extended to us to decide to be different, to be better, to be more the way we know we can be, to be more the way that we think God would have us be, God would want us to be. The restrictions set upon us by the pandemic have forced the issue and broken down molds and patterns and broken open other strictures of society or our lives that now we are full of possibility. Do you see it? I invite you to take a look and see if you see for yourself the new possibilities. 
Would you be willing to entertain the notion that at this very moment, God might be beckoning you to a new thing, a new way, a new you, using the craziness of these days for some kind of good, redeeming the madness for some goodness? What do you think? Could God bring new life out of this new death? Anyone have an interest in being different, in being just a little bit better? It's your choice, really. Choose your new normal. Try it on. See how it fits. Exchange it for a different new normal. See if that's any better. Live into this new one. Explore it. Adapt to it. And be enriched. Become more so rather than less so. Too often we feel trapped by prior decisions and yesterday's outcomes. Yet now, the choice is in your hands how your life will further unfold, change, and blossom through your new partnership with God during these days. Have at it, we say to you, have at it. Don't miss your chance here now to reboot, to refresh, to reset yourself, to be renewed. Your pastors want to encourage you to place God at the center of your life and adopt a more deeply and broadly worshipful spirit as your new lifestyle. The call for this is as ancient as days, yet it might be new to you at this moment in your life. In our scripture, we hear Paul encouraging people in Rome to break free of their past patterns, to no longer conform to the way of the world, and consider a fresh alternative that he presents of transformation through God's spirit into a new self, a free self, a righteous and holy self, a self that lives through grace, for the purposes of love. Yes, that's what Paul is saying. He says it to the Romans, just like he has said it to the Ephesians and to those who live in Thessalonica, to the Philippians, to the Corinthians. Lay down your pagan idols, he says, and worship the real God. Don't be misled by the silliness and the selfishness of your society, the hubris and the hedonism of your culture. God's got a different way, a new way, a better way that will bring you forward into real abundance, 
the kind that lasts for an eternity, not a fortnight. It's anchored in sacrificial love. It's spread by unmerited grace. And it ends in merciful justice. This is God's plan. And it heads towards a new creation. Be a part of this. Paul says, be a part of this to any and to all who would listen. Now, some responded to Paul's appeal, and others did not. You decide who chose wisely back then. You decide what might be a wise choice today. Do not be conformed to this world of sin and death, but be transformed into the new creation of God's promised land, Paul says. These are good words for us to hear today. Listen well, folks. Paul is speaking to us, too. We get on board with God by inculcating the mind of Christ, and that only occurs by opening our hearts and our souls to the Lord and allowing the divine spirit to dwell within, to influence throughout, to inspire and lead the way into the future. It is the direct result of worship. It is the direct result of worship, of prayer and praise, study and meditation, of worship, public and private, collective and individual, of worship of God, honoring God, placing yourself under the influence of God, walking intentionally forward in your life with God of worship. Paul invites any and all to a new normal of a spirit-led life. And Pastor Rachel and I invite you to that same place to break free from whatever has been limiting you or holding you back from turning yourself over fully to God and burst forward into a new life that is grounded in the worship of God, making that your new normal. Now, to make such a shift, First, we need to become more mindful. Practice mindfulness. 
This is the ability to be self-aware, noticing what is up with us. Happy and sad, engaged, disconnected, empathetic, or careless. What are we up to? It's the ability to notice what is around you, other people and their condition, and nature, and its presence around you. The goal is to locate our true selves amid our social and our natural environment. It's really not too hard, but it takes some intentionality. It takes some mindfulness. As you do this, guess what? Guess what? You run into God. The spirit is loose, not just within you, but also around you. And the more you pay attention, the more you notice, the further blessed you will be with an awareness of God. Secondly, you'll want to recognize that the whole of life is sacred, not just this time in worship, formal worship together, but all of life. In the biggest and in the smallest of gestures or involvements of life, God is present and able to be experienced. Now, I think most of us would say we're probably very well of God's presence at the bedside of an ill loved one. We have experienced God in those moments. We're clear of God's presence and embrace. The challenge that is brought forward to us is to take notice of God while we're doing the dishes or the laundry, while we're weeding the garden or trimming the tree, while we're sitting in a meeting or working on our computer. In the all of life, God is with us and available to be embraced and to move through you in each of these moments. When you make God central to your life, you are claiming the truth of God's ever presence and benefiting from that awareness. The desert fathers and mothers are strong in this understanding. You might recall Paul talking about praying without ceasing. He was hit to what I'm talking about. But you don't need to go back 20 centuries, 18, 17 centuries. Pastor Rachel has, doing, has been doing some morning meditations using Barbara Brown Taylor's book, An Altar in the World. She gets it. Read that book. You'll catch on to what we're talking about. Or if you want to be really hip, read a book by the, the Buddhist Vietnamese monk Thich Nhat Hanh. One of his books like Being Peace or Happiness or Peace in Every Step. It's there. Third, you want to find that way of experience and expression of your God connection that is most helpful to you. 
the one that's most natural to the way you are, your personality, your sensitivities. And then please give wing to your honoring of this God that is behind all of this, through all of this, beyond all of this. You'll want to worship God and, and give thanks and praise. You'll want to learn all you can about God and do all you can for God so that God can be your all in all. This is the shift we're after. This is the place we're wanting to get to. Like that Celtic prayer says, God behind me, God before me, God above me, God below me. You know, you get the picture. In fact, here, let's pray a part of that prayer right now together. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ in me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ on my right, Christ on my left. When I lie down, when I sit down, when I arise. Amen. Good opportunity to reset your spirit these days. Make God your center. Make worship the lifeblood of your days as your new normal. It's a great way to reboot, refresh, and renew. Amen. come to the time in our worship where we take the opportunity to say thank you to God for the ways in which God is present in our lives and the ways in which everything that we do can be an act of worship. From, as Pastor Walt said, doing the dishes or folding our laundry to setting up our bill pay or going to the church website to make an offering to God so that the ministries that we so beloved and hold dear to our hearts can continue, can flourish, can thrive. Whether you can give a little bit or a little bit more, all that you give to God goes to furthering God's kingdom and building upon God's gift of love so that we might introduce that mindfulness to all that we encounter and they as we do, might experience peace as we reset, reboot, and renew.
Well, we trust this worship service has been a blessing to you. Uh, that is our prayer. May you take these words that you have heard as encouragement to shift into a more intimate and effective relationship with God. Is there any room to get closer to God? Well, most likely. Do you think that could benefit you? Of course. Don't wait any longer. The moment is now. Make a shift. Practice the presence of God and learn how to live better, more worshipfully. Blessings await you. Stay safe. Be healthy. Know that you are loved. Amen. you my friend